Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my impressions and sort of review of the dawning so far. We're only about one week in. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. And if you are here live right now, try to submit questions that are about dawning. We're doing multiple uh, sessions today to feed the feeds into YouTube while I'm gone for Christmas. So if you're going to ask questions, try to keep it about dawning ever sort of that theme. Uh, this talk is going to go through uh, the good, the bad, and then feedback. Uh, Dawning is a free-to-play event every year that comes around, and they have uh, cosmetic things that you can grind for and earn. They have, you know, this time around, they got like a new sparrow that you can go after. And it's actually a really, honestly, a really, really great time to be working on bounties. Do not sleep on the Ava bounties if you are trying to level up your season pass or your artifact or if you're trying to get bright dust. So let's just start with the good. That's the first thing I'm going to say is that the bounties are really, really great right now. If you're sleeping on these bounties, do not do that. Uh, I don't know if I have any in my inventory. These bounties offer bright dust and double XP. They even offer bright dust for the dailies. It's not just bright dust on the repeatables. So I know when the event started, I think I was at around 3,000 on bright dust and I'm at like 8,000 now. Uh, I've been really, really enjoying having that that grind and that addition my artifact my season rank is now at 63 it was at like 40 something i think when the whole thing started uh really really enjoying grabbing her bounties and doing them uh and then when you come to the actual ever store it's really really also great that they're telling you you got to check twitter what is silver only the finisher move is the only thing that is silver only everything else will rotate down into the bright dust uh categories each week so this week they've got you know the baking cookies emote you know a ship and some ghosts and some sparrows and some repeats and stuff but overall they did a great job they did a great job by saying hey it's a free event and we're really going to make it awesome and worth your while to be logging in every day grabbing the bounties from her baking the cookies going all over the place it's a great reason to also grind strikes and pvp I generally don't really go into strikes, but I've been going into because I need that essence to make the cookies. So I've been going into strikes, which lines up really, really well with Saint-14 and what he brought to the game with the Tower Obelisk. And I'm getting the uh, those those skimmers to get the Fractaline or Fractaline, however we're supposed to say it. So I think they did a really, really good job with this, especially because it's going to last multiple weeks. People were initially kind of miffed because they couldn't work on the second aspect of the quest because Saint-14 wasn't in the tower. He's in the tower now, so, you know, all of us got our, our, our sparrow. So, overall, I think that's the good. I think, I think by and large, for a free event, they, did, they went above and beyond because they said, we're going to give you more opportunities to earn Bright Dust so you can earn those items if you want. We're going to let you know there's only one item silver only, and we're going to give you that nice big boost of injection of XP because if you're trying to do your artifact, you're trying to do your season pass, that's going to help as well. Let's talk about the bad. There are some things here that I do think they could be more thoughtful about uh, with respect to how this is kind of laid out. The one weekly seems really, really built in a strange way. I grind pretty hardcore uh, as a player, and having to bake 50 items for a weekly on one character seems a little strange. I think that maybe should be a little bit lower. It should maybe be right in line with this one. 25 gifts delivered, uh, 25 gifts baked. Uh, it seems weird. Like f- To do that on three characters is an absurd amount of resources needed, and it's just a weekly. Um... I, so that one just seems like maybe they, they, they weren't they weren't thinking what I ended up doing was I go and grab these on one character write them all down and I, I, I focused on one character one character does all the baking and then the other people can deliver and then once you hit 50 then start doing it the same on another now you got two characters each day one's you know they're, they're all delivering their cookies or whatever and one is doing all of the baking to try to get to that 50 mark um that's not a huge deal. I'm not going to die on that hill. People are like, Lono, it's a weekly. It's fine. It's not that big of, it's not that expensive. It adds grind. It adds a reason for you to, uh, you know, to log in, but it's 50 per character. So that's 150 a week. And, you know, you multiply that by the 10 essence needed for each cookie if the, if the oven is masterwork. Load times on console are also 
probably really hurts enjoyment. We're, you know, we're already dealing with the, the issues of the EDZ obelisk having to reinstance. So load times on console, maybe they could consider like after you make a cookie, you can just like send it to the NPC instead of going to every single planet. Uh, I'm on PC and even I get a little tired of it. I, you know, if I grab the repeatables, all the repeatables, all five, you know, taking me to all these different locations. I always get really excited when like three or four of them are all in the tower together. So maybe they could consider saying, hey, if you build a cookie, if you bake a cookie, you can mail it to them as a package and then they send you back a thank you note and the thank you note would be like that thank you box that you get sometimes. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider landing on a planet and talking to an NPC gameplay. Um, grinding strikes for the currency, you know, for the and, and killing certain ads for the recipes that's content that's gameplay once you're deciding to like okay i'm gonna bake five cookies i don't really need to uh you know go to every single planet it just it just it doesn't seem to be uh necessary because you're just again you're making people instance and re-instance multiple times on the on the repeatables which i suppose that's just a natural barrier between somebody just slamming out repeatables in the tower um, so I wouldn't consider delivering the treats, uh, gameplay. Also, a concern here, this isn't a bad thing, uh, a concern here is that the, the XP and the Bright Dust might spoil people. Bungie's kind of done this before. They give us, they're, they're way too generous with something and then people get really mad down the line. So they were super generous with the Eververse the first couple of years with the, with the, the prismatic matrix and the prismatic, whatever it was called facet. You could, I mean, every season I was getting like every single Eververse item and that got people kind of like, you know, um, that got, that got people sort of accustomed to the idea that they're going to get everything. Uh, so this may spoil people. So just buckle up. It's going to be a bit of a, of a downer to all of a sudden get a ton of XP and bright dust. Just you're not going to be able to do that for the rest of the season. Like she's bringing, she's really, really bringing the generosity factor to the game. Uh, you're going to have to adjust your expectations of like your bright dust turnover rate and your XP turnover rate on your, your, you know, your daily and weekly rituals. You're not going to be turning over quite as much. Uh, that's not a bad, but I put it in the bad category just so people kind of, you know, as a warning, like, like don't expect it to be like this the rest of the season this is a great way I, I think this is actually a really smart way for Bungie to make a seasonal activity or a seasonal event be really exciting like oh my gosh it's raining XP and bright dust which that goes hand in hand with the front heavy nature of the season pass and the front heavy nature of the season the first couple of weeks are just really really jam packed full you know the first you know 20 to 30 levels of this is jam packed full now that I'm in the 50s and 60s it's a lot more thinned out but once you go back down here you know the first 30 levels it's really really jam full it's very very front heavy so the dawning the dawning goes really really hand in hand with the front heavy nature of the season which is a smart decision on Bungie's point if you want people to have fond memories to spend that $10 every season every you know every single season they're kicking off with a bunch of cool stuff and a bunch of generosity that's a good memory for people to punch back in next season for the 10 bucks so let's let's have some feedback the final you know aspect of the video is the feedback you know, as I said, maybe let us send the cookies. Maybe just let us send them. I, I would say I don't think that's going to hurt. Uh, again, you know, traveling to and from planets isn't really gameplay. Someone in chat was like, "Well, neither is sending them." Okay, well, then we're at a standoff. Neither of them is gameplay. So why make people waste literal time? Like literal gameplay time. If you got two hours to play and you're wasting twenty to thirty minutes of it, literally just going to an NPC and handing them a cookie that might not be ideal for your daily you know your daily ritual grind to throw away 30 minutes literally not doing anything but traveling uh, to an NPC uh, but being able to send them maybe let us grind for the gun maybe rotate it weekly you could each week each week of the event have something where you can go and the gun can drop and have that be like an exciting world drop I'm not going to die on that hill that's just some feedback maybe let people grind for the gun a little bit more intentionally it's a random drop from the boxes and the boxes tend to be a random drop too it might be good to let us sort of target it uh, but again rotate the, you know rotate where it's dropping so you know maybe right now it would be just randomly dropping in crucible and then the next week randomly dropping in strikes might be a reason to you know again keep people in those hoppers anyway because you're getting the currency at the end of every single one hey and you know put the snowballs back in strikes I love that I thought that was such a smart idea I still think that's a great modifier idea having swords or SIVA charges or scorch cannons or snowballs just randomly strewn throughout strikes was fun Uh, I still think that'd be a great modifier to throw into strikes especially if they decide to go you know add a difficulty spectrum to strikes you could have that be a modifier because that would be really fun 
you know, picking up SIVA charges every once in a while for damage, and then you put the debuff on the character so they can't keep grabbing them. They did the same thing with the snowballs. And, you know, a snowball fight mode would be fun. They added the Scorch Cannon mode to PvP, and I used that for the PvP aspect of the Saint 14 mission because it was quick. Uh, a snowball fight mode would be neat, you know, I, I, and this is just feedback. This is not me knocking the event. I'm just saying, you know, keep it lighthearted and keep it fun. Having the snowballs in strikes or even having a snowball fight mode in PvP would be pretty funny, and I think people might enjoy it. I know just a moment ago I was saying, you know, don't add gimmicks, don't add SRL, don't add space battles. The snowball mechanics already in the game and there's already PvP maps. They wouldn't be building new content. They would just be like, you know, throwing in snowballs into PvP. It might be kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and 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 they had them in strikes before, so they would just have to bring them back. I really, really like that. But overall, I think it's, it's a great event. Really, really want to encourage people, grind those bounties, get your Bright Dust and your XP while you can. As always, we're going to go to Q&A next. Make sure if you're submitting questions, try to make them kind of about this. We're doing shorter Q&As and talks to feed the feeds while I'm out of town. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. You can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the dawning impressions and what I thought were about a one week into it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. We've been trying to do these a little bit shorter because I'm doing multiple talks in one day, so I am going to jump right into the questions. Jay Chris says, what's the best grind for Essence? Uh, the two best grinds for Essence seem to be either going to the Scorch game mode in PvP because the matches are so fast. They're five minutes on the timer. Uh, so Scorch uh, is is great. I, I wish this was always available. I love that game mode. I think it's great. It's exactly what I want out of PvP. It's, it's not the insanity of mayhem. Some precision and aim and skill is there a little bit, and it's just throwaway fun. I love it. I I actually have said I think there's a greater future for Destiny's PvP in game modes like Scorch, more gimmicky, more more space magic. But I know the really really competitive guys don't like me saying that because the shooting in the game feels so good. But uh, that's a side issue. Anyway, yeah, the Scorch game mode is the fastest. The other one that you could try is speedrunning strikes goes pretty quickly, or if you just want to run non-strike playlist you could run lake of shadows over and over and over and over again that gets really old i would rather just go into the strikes playlist and just i back out when we get the fanatic other than that i think the strike playlist goes pretty quickly especially if you're with somebody like some of the people that i play with uh man quinn this morning or steph the other day they just fly through um those are those are good grinds for the essence Legionless Gaming. Do you think the people that were complaining about the lack of content preseason of Dawn are still complaining or have they lost any legs to stand on? The, the biggest downfall in the game right now, if you look at the player based numbers, the biggest you know drop is PvP. And that's understandable. You know, I think people were all holding their breath. I mean, PC online right now has 97,000. Like, PC is healthy. Daily player base is strong. Like, online at this moment right now is almost 100,000. You know, the daily engaged player base numbers are solid, but PvP took the biggest hit. Um... PVE is doing just fine. You got new light players. The season pass is so easy to get stuff from. You just play the new sundial mode, the obelisks. There's a lot here for a lot of different types of players. Uh, People that are fans of the story and the characters, you know, bringing back Saint 14 and Osiris, I think bring good, good themes and like a, it's like a good tone and an emotive feel to the game. uh, When they, when they bring those, when they bring those guys back around. So I don't know if Bungie's plan is to hit a home run with trials and then everybody will celebrate PvP again and come clamoring back. I, <laughs> I think the reason they're losing people daily on PvP is they need to take the obelisk menu and put that in shacks. So when you go to the obelisk and you see, okay, I level up, I get this. You have all these things staggered as you level. And then there's weapon frames. That just needs to be what all the NPCs look like because then your daily grind in Crucible has things attached to it. You could be grinding for frames of weapons, grabbing weekly, daily, and, and, and other bounties for for uh, raising your rank and getting drops. And then as you raise your rank that season, you get more things. You could have, let's say Shax had three weapons for that season. Then you could have ornaments for those specific weapons way down on the, on the season rank. So when you get to rank like 100, uh, then you have those ornaments for those guns. 
that's the real issue. I'm worried if Bungie thinks Trials is going to be this giant like rejuvenation of PvP, I don't know. It's only on the weekends. There needs to be a daily ritual for PvP players, and there isn't. Dude, when I log in as a PvE player, I'm grabbing bounties from Ava. I'm grabbing bounties from Saint. I'm grabbing bounties from the Obelisk. I'm going to this planet. I'm running strikes. I'm grinding Sundial. I'm doing all these things. I'm barely keeping up. My artifact's going up. My season pass is going up. And I think that it might be what Bungie thought was going to happen. Like, oh, the PvP guys will grab bounties, and their artifact will increase, and their season will increase. That's not enough. That's just not good enough. You gotta have a daily grind for the PvP guys. I've been carrying their banner more than usual lately because I see the numbers dropping and I'm like, is anyone surprised? You gave them nothing to grind for other than a linear fusion. So it's like, there's gotta be an update to the to the, to the the NPCs. There just needs to be. Because when I look at an NPC for something like Crucible, I need something that's like, hey, come in each day and week and work on on these things the other thing i said they could add right now the game feels very bounty heavy it's like bounties everywhere bounties my gosh lono you just listed a bunch of bounties i don't want more bounties i would say they could add something called objectives triumphs are kind of this but this would be more clear you need to be able to go to shacks and for that week he says if you complete this objective i'm gonna give you something for this week and then there's a month-long objective as well that is some type of a reward or something for his his rank you're getting that sense of progression as you level him up. I really enjoyed leveling up the obelisks. It was really fast, and then it got even faster when Saint showed up. I was, I was getting friggin' fractaline out of my ears from the triumphs and his bounties and everything else. All four of my obelisks are now level 11. If I could do similar things to the NPCs, a nice slow burn grind throughout the season to level up and chase rewards, I think that's a big win uh, for for the, the the pvp in general um that i think is is where is where i set my sights i don't think anybody that grinds pve can complain i really don't i think there's so much to do in pve there's so much to do there's so many weapons there's new there was new perks there was a brand new weapon type with the grenade launcher sundials quick the obelisk grind is good there's bounties there's also a great great grind now with ava levante with uh, the XP and the Bright Dust. I mean, she's she, we're talking about the Dawning, right? She's great, and she's here for, like, three weeks. So it's PvP that's just sort of like, uh, is there any reason to log in? You know, like, and I think I think they would get a ton of capital out of taking the... what the obelisk screen looks like and slap that into shacks where you can see, oh, when I get to rank 37, I get increased such and such chances in crucible or oh when i get to rank 50 i can get an ornament for the 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 hand cannon that i've been grinding for i got a great roll on it and when i hit rank 50 i can get an ornament for it there's just got to be something to make you feel like you're moving a needle and there just isn't anything for crucible and i think that's the problem is here's how i want to put it this i think this is really going to help land the plane as to why pvp is 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 struggling and suffering so PVE has tons of non-playlist activities. I can go into the public space. I can ground bounties in lost sectors. I can go and run um, public events. I can do all those things. And then if I feel like it, I can go into strikes. That's a playlist. Or I can go into sundial. That's a playlist. But they don't really feel like playlists because you're in there for a while, right? Strikes, you know, strikes can last 10 minutes with randoms. And the sundial lasts, you know, 10 to 15 minutes if you're going as fast as possible. A little bit longer if you're matchmaking. Crucible is a quicker turnover playlist activity, okay? Which I think leads to quicker burnout if there's no sense of long-term progression. And this is where season passes and things that Fortnite are doing, I think, are becoming more popular because you give somebody a reason to sign in and do their daily ritual. Returning users and engaged users is really, really what a lot of these games are going for. They want people logging in each day and week because the more you're doing that, the more likely you are to spend money. The fuller the funnel, the better for everybody, right? Matchmaking goes faster and the companies make more money. And when you look at PvP, it's only playlists. That's it. That's it. There's no casual PvP. There's no, oh, just go run pub events. Oh, just go run Lost Sectors. Oh, just go run Adventures. There's nothing. There's nothing about it. It's a meat grinder of game after game after game after game. 
and I think the only way you kind of give people a way to rise kind of above that and see the long term like benefit of why they're in there this is why people are are mad about pinnacle weapons going away pinnacle weapons were a long term goal they could set their sights on all season and they were chiseling away at it every day gave them that sense of progression now that they went away from pinnacles to rituals and rituals are really easy to get you hear people in pvp crowd complaining they're like we literally now have nothing to set our sights on it's just a meat grinder playlist game after game after game and so there's got to be that long burn for them and I think you do it with the NPC rank you can do ornaments listen the freaking Eververse is busting at the seams anyway I know I defend it I, I know I get called an apologist but the Eververse is busting at the seams they can afford to take one exotic ghost one exotic ship one exotic sparrow okay and throw them into shacks as long burn end of season grinds that are going to take you a long time to get and a couple ornaments an ornament for you know a couple of gun ornaments or something I just that is a massive value win for your daily engaged you know crucible players and again there's a benefit to wiring people's minds to care about ornamental grinds and ornamental rewards because then they're they're probably more likely to want to spend money in the eververse because you're making them think about cool pretty things and if they're thinking oh that ornament looks awesome oh there's a matching one in the eververse ooh or ooh this sparrow's really cool oh there's a matching ship in you know in the eververse you're just naturally you know every once in a while kind of throwing out those things that people might be likely then to kind of like set their sights uh on the uh on the eververse so um, yeah, I'm done with this guy. You're just really combative. You've been, you've been in here and done this before. You're not going to talk to my mods or anybody like here. Just find somewhere else, dude. Like, I've never seen you here before, and anytime I have, that's what you do. You just come in and act that way, so you can find somewhere else. You're just disrespecting people in chat. So, let that be your cold shower. Get the frick out. Um, so, that that's what I would do. You know, it, it is... It, they clearly can create really good PvE long burn grind and pve works for a loop grind you run sundial get some guns run sundial get some guns like they clearly can keep that engine going bungie's proving that they can do that they've got to figure out how to give pvp that daily weekly ritual grind they've got to it's a big portion of the community and the numbers have dropped you know they've dropped pretty fast johnny always do you think the dawning's weapons could have been better smg and mg I mean, it's a free event. They did the auto rifle, they you know, for the Festival of the Lost, and then they did SMG for this. It, they don't need to be giving you pinnacle ritual weapons for an event like this. It, it seems cool enough to me. The real Schultz. Seasonal content aside, do you think it's okay that the story engrams that you get in the game have all year one stuff in them only? Well... This is something where I I say similar things about Zur, okay? Zur is not for you, okay? Zur is, he's not for you. This is not for you either, okay? Fond Memories Ingram is not there for you if you basically, like, literally have uh, everything. Um, This is for people to backfill that either are new light players new light players probably freaking love this every time they log in they're like oh my gosh look at this sparrow i got did you see this you know they're probably thinking this is amazing and there's a lot there's probably a lot of them in there there's also okay there's also people that maybe didn't play that much okay drifter was pretty weak the last annual pass had a lot of people you know coming and going and not playing that much this is a great way to say hey you're a new player or hey you've not been playing in a while we're gonna feed you dope stuff on a pretty regular basis and you're standing there as a hardcore player who has everything and you're like what the frick i'm just keep getting old stuff it's not really for you you know it's not for you you get these by leveling up the pass and i know people get up my nose on youtube and like this guy seems to forget that we used to get a bright ingram every time we leveled up and then we got stuff from it I, I, I'm well aware that that was something that happened prior to now, 
but that was a different time the eververse was structured differently and they spoiled us they basically let us get almost every eververse item every season just by playing the eververse not is not functioning in that way anymore it is functioning as a microtransaction store to generate revenue it's not there as a secondary grind for you it is probably the single most respectful most tasteful micro store out of any i've ever seen they give you they give you currency they're telling you on twitter if something silver only they're getting to the point they said this season 80% of the items will be available for bright dust instead of last season it was 50% they're listening there's no rng there's no pay for power they're letting you know if anything can't be earned with the bright dust like i just to me I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting bright dust from Ava. They added her too. They said, hey, her bounty's going to be amazing. Her bounty's going to, like, I don't, I, again, just like Zer, people go to Zer and like, oh, he's got crap this week. I'm like, what did you expect him to have? Do you have every exotic? Well, yeah. Well, then what was he going to have? What was he going to do? He's just going to pull some exotic out of the sky and be like, yeah, this is the moon launcher. It throws moons at people. And you're like, oh my gosh, a brand new exotic that I can buy from Zero. Like, what do you expect him to have if you have every exotic? Now, the random rolls on armor, I could see us pushing for that being like, look, Bungie, I've already got all the exotics. Can you at least do some random rolls? He was supposed to, and he doesn't. We don't know what happened. You can buy that one engram from him a week, and that has random rolls. I got a really good roll on something the other day, a, 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 you know, a, a Nezerax, I think. I think you should be able to buy that on each character, so I could get one, you know, Hunter, one Warlock, and one Titan armor exotic a week from him. I think that would be a fair request. It's like, come on, Bunzi, I got everything. There's no intentional grind for exotics almost at all. I could at least buy those from him and get a guaranteed armor drop for all three of my characters, one a week you know a random roll you know and i i could get another aeon flux or something stupid like you know it's i i that would be my only my only main thing so whether it's the ingrams that have old stuff in them or zur i think hardcore players that literally have everything have got to remember some stuff ain't for you it just ain't for you like do you really need the upgrade modules from the season pass probably not you can go buy any that you need right if you look at the top row especially Glimmer, are you dying for the 5,000 Glimmer? No, probably not. The upgrade modules, no. Same deal there, right? And these are up there. Fond Memories Ingrams are on that top. Wrong. They're free. Any player that's playing is just periodically getting some cool, crispy-looking, you know, dope stuff, whether it's a sparrow, a ghost, or a ship. It's just, it's not there for you, okay? There are things that you do that really aren't there for the bottom-rung casual player, like, I don't know, maxing out your obelisks and getting to level 92 on the season pass and grabbing four guns every sundial run, like, you're up at that stratosphere. You're not down here at this stratosphere of, like, I need to be able to get an exotic from Xur, I need to be able to get dope, dope cosmetics every five levels, I'm playing like crazy and grinding lost sectors, like, it's just, some stuff's at a lower hemisphere or stratosphere and it's not necessarily going to land on you with the same value transmission that it might on a new light player or a returning player who skipped a bunch of seasons. Uh, Flying Mangoes. Should they bring back event engrams that used to have and were earned every level? I don't think that's needed grab her bounties and you're quickly going to discover that you should have no problem. Like I said, I've almost doubled my bright dust. I think when the event started, I had like around 3000 and I have 8,000 bright dust now. So in the coming weeks, that's my focus. I'm going to grab her dailies every single freaking day. So if something dope shows up in here, it's not as painful. It's like 2000 bright dust. That's no problem. I had like 3000 when the event started, I've net gained 5,000. I can buy like, almost three items now um i don't know somebody in chat saying i was at 1k now i'm at 9k look at that i mean if you're diligent i think that's the greatest way to do it that's really good transmission to the player's brain i think not to get too psychological but like isn't it better to be like i did this and i got this stuff and then i went and bought what i wanted instead of like i was just playing and got an engram and isn't this ship cool no it's cooler for it to be like a reward like I was grinding diligently, had tons of bright dust, and I just, man, I came away from from the dawning with just a bundle of dope things because, man, those those bounties were great. Instead of somebody getting some really cool ship that you really wanted and they got it from an engram that was RNG, you know what I'm saying? 
Lightning J. Hey, Lona, long-time viewer, first-time caller. How do you feel about SRL? What would be something that you would change to make SRL an activity worthwhile? The greatest way to make SRL worthwhile is to not put it back in the game. <laughs> we had this discussion in the last q and I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, we don't have Vicarious Visions. We don't have High Moon Studios. We don't have the revenue and the income from Activision anymore. Bungie cannot, cannot take any, any bandwidth, okay? They can't take any teams and put them on something like SRL or Space Battles or anything like that. They simply cannot. Well, didn't you just ask for snowball fights? Listen, the snowball mechanic's already in the game, right? You throw them all over the map and turn people's weapons off. They did that with Scorch Cannons, right? That'd be fun. Throw away. Silly. If you want a fun mode to come to dawning, do snowball fights in a crucible or something. We do not need SRL. We want You want SRL? Go play D1. It just isn't worth it right now. Bungie cannot afford to take any bandwidth. I want you to imagine. Let's make it real, real simple. They have 100 points every season to spend on content. 100 points, okay? It's like you're creating a character in an RPG, and you put 50 points in strength. You only got 50 points for the rest of your stats now, right? You're trying to allocate your stats. I think it's incredibly foolish for Bungie to take limited bandwidth and dedicate any of it to something outside of the meat and potatoes identity of Destiny, whether it's Sparrow Racing League or ship battles or whatever. Uh, it, it, that, it would it would honestly frustrate me if they did it. I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? PvP is dying for something. You know, the NPCs are dying for an update. Old NPCs on planets, old activities, old raids, like... All this stuff is dying for relevancy and content, and you made a freaking race course? Are you kidding me? No, that that is not the look. That is not the way. Uh-uh. We can't have them doing that. I'm going to shoot this down harshly every time it comes up, because it's a bad idea. It's bad feedback. We don't need gimmicks that get boring after one week. Like We need content loops we need loot pool updates, NPC updates. We need quality of life improvements. We don't need we don't need gimmicks that are that after five years have no place in the game. We don't need space battles. We don't need Sparrow Racing League. We simply don't. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna just try my best to hit that down in a loving and kind way every time it comes up. <laughs> It's just, that's not what we need right now. Uh, J. Chris, what would you think about an exotic crossbow that rapid fires and it could have kill clip? Um, I, that's not really a question. That's just you putting out an idea. Um, Dave, the bright dust added during the event doesn't seem like Destiny being generous. It's just a few hundred per character from weeklies. It still seems like getting bright dust has become a chore. And how can people realistically expected to get bright dust items? First of all, I think you're really unaware of how it's working. That's not true. Bright Dust from Ava is coming from weeklies, dailies, and repeatables. Okay, I more than doubled my Bright Dust in a week. Somebody in chat just said they went from 1K to 9K since the season started. So this question is a huge misrepresentation about the earn rate of bright dust you're either uninformed or you're just misrepresenting it you can get tons of bright dust right now and again you said the bright dust added during the event so you're even you're even specifically talking about during dawning the earn rate of bright dust during this event is absurdly high i I, you either aren't playing you're not paying attention or i'm not sure what but maybe maybe this question can help you then maybe you're like i didn't know that oh my gosh and you can go get a bunch of bright dust you should be logging in every day and grabbing the dailies and repeatables on all three characters it's absurd it's absurd how much you can get it's it's really really good especially if you like the stuff that they're putting in the eververse it's not absurdly high it's like any other vendor once again false thank you for playing you have lost that's not true you don't get bright dust from dailies Nobody else has bright dust on dailies. So no, that's not true. It's not like any other vendor. I will show you. We're going to give you visuals here too. They're also giving double XP. This is a daily bounty, right? These are daily bounties and they have, wait, what? Didn't we highlight dailies earlier that have bright dust? I'm wrong. I lost. I lose points and may God have mercy on my soul. I swore earlier we highlighted dailies that had bright dust. 
That's my mistake. I was wrong. I swore she was given bright dust for dailies. Well, frick. Anyway, grab the repeatables on all three characters and do your weeklies, I guess. Now, listen. I did give some feedback in my talk. I think the one weekly is a little stupid. This 51 is stupid. It's one of the only sources for the bright dust. I swore I highlighted a daily that said that. Oh, it does say daily. That's why I'm confused. It doesn't actually say repeatable. It says gift, radiolarian pudding, and then it says daily bounty. It doesn't actually say repeatable right there. That's why I was confused. They both say daily bounty. You have to look at the icon. That should say repeatable because that's, I guess you have to look at the icon. I was literally looking at, it says right underneath of it, gift, ill fortune cookies, and then it says daily bounty. I thought they said repeatable bounty there. I guess they don't. They're considered dailies, which is weird because you can keep buying them and there's no limit, but they have them saying daily. That's exactly what I highlighted earlier and I just missed it. I wasn't paying attention. I thought I was, I thought I was highlighting a daily. Um, which technically is a daily because it has a 24-hour timer. Oh, that's why they're calling it 24. Okay, all right. Well, sorry, I I I snapped back at that guy in chat because I swore that they they gave her uh, dailies that gave bright dust because I literally highlighted this earlier and misread it. Um, I'm surprised they don't put repeatable on there just so people don't get confused. I guess the icon communicates that, but whatever. Um. In any case, in any case, there's more motivation to do her right now, though, because of the double XP. That was one of the other reasons I was doing it. I think the double XP is really, really nice. Uh, I do think they need to tone down this weekly from 50 to 25, just so it would sync up with this one. You bu- you, you bake and deliver 25, and then you're done. Um, in that's that's kind of that's kind of beside the point. It's a it's a vendor that has added bright dust to your weekly earn rate. So if you're grabbing hers, and think about how easy hers is, right? It's super easy. All you're doing is baking and delivering cookies to get to get bright dust. So as long as you're grinding crucible or strikes or something, and you have the essence, I, I, there's it's 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 literally pushing buttons to get bright dust. So I just think sometimes people are so anxious to complain that they will be like, oh, like this one says, it doesn't seem like Destiny's being generous, just a few hundred per character from the weeklies, but you're getting the repeatables and you're getting double XP. It's a front-loaded season, you know? Her repeatables are easy to complete compared to others. Right. Again, again, there are two things we're going to continue to say about the Eververse, and I know people are going to get me in the YouTube comments for that, be like, this guy doesn't even understand the Bright Dust. Well, I understand numbers. Maybe I misread a bounty, but I understand numbers. I doubled my Bright Dust. Somebody in chat went from 1k to 9k. If you want to get Bright Dust, it's there to earn it. If you can't be bothered to earn the Bright Dust, then you in the most, in the most genuine sense, you need to shut the frick up about this. Like, if you're not even willing to do Bright Dust earn rate, you can't really complain. Oh, I just liked being able to play and just getting engrams. Well, come on. They've given you routes to earn bright dust. And I feel like every time this comes up, people are like, I can't be bothered to do that. Why not? What else are you doing in the game? Do you got like a meeting with shacks that you're going to be late to? Do the bounties. Grind form if you want the bright dust. If you can't be bothered to earn the bright dust, then you can't complain. You just cannot. And then they add more bright dust earn rate for three weeks for dawning. And there's only one thing that's silver only for the entire event. It's just, I don't know. I'm just stacking them up and getting them and I'm barely paying attention. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm getting bright dust hand over fist so uh reaper g as a free to play playing for about a month now player i'm at like 920 power and just really have the raids to do i was wondering is there any reason for me to buy forsaken or shadow keep if yeah is one better than the other also as a free play uh player is the season pass worse it worth it also merry frickmas um is there a reason for you to buy forsaken or shadow keep that's up to you as the consumer. Like, do you want Shadowkeep? Because Shadowkeep's going to come with Nightmare Hunts and the dungeon and the all the loot pool that comes with Shadowkeep. So that's up to you. Forsaken, same deal, right? Do, do you want the, the raids and 
the strikes and the, and the loot pools um, from Forsaken. That you're asking me to tell you what's worth it. I I can't. You know, I'm, I'm this is this is how I am. Just get it all. Like I I don't know. I just want all the stuff. You might not be that way. Um, what are you saying now? Is the season pass worth it? Again, I, I, this. You seem to be... I, I feel like you should know I don't like answering questions like this. Your name is so familiar to me. I don't like answering questions like this. And you asked it like like three different versions of Is It Worth It? It's just up to you, you know? Is there enough content in them? I, Again, for me, yes. If you're a PvP player, probably not. I mean, I just went on a big rant about that, right? Like, it's so subjective. People call me an apologist, but I'm always very hesitant to tell somebody whether or not it's worth it. I can tell you, I spent $10, and I think this is one of the best times the game has had. There's just so much for me to grind for. It's been structured really, really well. This is way more than I anticipated. You might look at it, or the PvP player next to me might look like, this guy's freaking stoned. This season sucks. There's nothing to do. And I think that's probably why some of the feedback's been so juxtaposed. You got people that go to Reddit and Twitter and they're like, this season sucks, there's nothing to do. Okay, hang on a second. Are you a PvP player? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. PvE players are generally pretty happy right now. The PvE guys are like, ah, dude, there's so much to do. There's so much to grind for. Um, I've, I've had people come in and say, they don't have enough time. <laughs> you know, they're like, I don't have enough time to grab everything. So you're saying you're more of a PvE player? Yeah, it's 10 bucks. You know, if you're a fan of Destiny, it's 10 bucks and there's tons for you to do. If you're a PvP player, I could see skipping. I genuinely could see somebody skipping and saying, there's nothing going on. There's a, there's a what? There's a linear fusion? That's it? <laughs> That's it? Um, you know. So I could see PvP players skipping. I really, really could. And I could even maybe tell you oh i was i'm a pvp player man die hard i play pvp all day i could be like you could afford to not spend a dime because you have access to basically everything in pvp except for that what that linear fusion so um so you don't have to apologize reaper i'm just always very very hesitant to say yeah man buy it yeah man buy it i try to speak personally and more anecdotally from my own experience and I try to own that bias to be like, I love Destiny, I love grinding PvE, and that's influencing my response to it. So, I just am always very careful with my platform telling someone that they should buy something or that it is worth it. I've always been very careful about that, even when I do sponsored streams. Um, I just want to respect the relationship that I have with the audience, and I feel like that's... that. I, I, I like dance on that line. I'm like, hey, I like it, but you might not. And here's the reasons why you might not like, etc. So, um, uh, lush, uh, Sean, I just started playing D2. Haven't played since D1. I feel so overwhelmed. Where should I focus again? I don't know the kind of player that you are. So I would focus on wherever you're going, grab bounties. What do you like doing? Oh, strikes, grab bounties. Um, do you want to grind for guns in the sundial? We'll focus on your obelisks. Make sure you're grabbing your weeklies from the obelisks. Um, and then we have an order for the obelisks. It's ment, M-E-N-T, like the word mint, but ment with an E. Mars, EDZ, Nessus, and Tangled Shore. Upgrade them in that order. Get get Mars to 11 first, and then move through that process. Uh, people might disagree with me. That's fine. At, at the very least, start with Mars. I would do all the planets uh, for the obelisks, and then you could set your lights. But again, that's what you like to do. Some people hate grinding for weapons, but they just love grinding strikes. I, you know what I'm saying? It's just up to you. Dark Seraphim, do you think having certain champion mods for archetypes is something that would be too annoying? Make something like anti-barrier uh, work for things like grenade launchers, then switch over to something like an AR. Somebody had this question earlier, and I, you're you're thinking logically. I like where your head's at. Somebody was like, all precision frames should get uh, unstoppable. I love where your head's at, but I just think that would get confusing. People would be like, wait, I can run unstoppable on this scout, but not this scout? Why? Oh, it's precision frame. Oh, I have a precision frame rocket launcher. What? You know what I'm saying? Again, I like where your head's at. It's logical. We don't need to change the rules right now. I think that would confuse people. I think the easiest thing to do would be to say anti-barrier, overload, and unstoppable are mods that can be put on any primary. And when it's slotted on an auto rifle or a bow, it says the rule, like a bow for unstoppable has to be like drawn, fully drawn. We know that, right? 
scouts and pulses for unstoppable or hand cannons you got to ads for a few seconds and wait for the glow auto rifles smgs and sidearms they'd have to create a new rule for unstoppable you know landing so many you know so many shots out of the clip or something or like the halfway mark on the clip maybe triggers unstoppable so you're like bam and then like the unstoppable round comes flying out um so obviously then you could you could you could ammo dump if you wanted or you could just shoot the guy and then you know eventually that unstoppable round's coming out something like that you just create the rules so anytime you slot unstoppable it's just doing what it's supposed to do and there's just rules according to the gun type not the archetype like precision or rapid fire or aggressive or all the different ones um i think that would be confusing and i don't think they need to do that because they've already kind of set it up they've already kind of set it up that way you know it's like well you just put it in the gun and the gun does the thing i i think they win a ton by allowing champion mods to land in all primaries and exotic primaries and then they could start to expand it imagine getting anti-barrier on a fusion rifle one fully charged shot busts that bust that barrier and now all of a sudden fusions are worth running sometimes full charge shot for unstoppable you know what I'm saying shotguns you know um, do something there like make it to where we're, you're expanding it to other weapons because then you could have a loadout that's very very different than anything you've ever played with before Oh, I got anti-barrier on a sidearm. Uh, I got unstoppable on my fusion rifle. And that's the best roll that week because the, the modifiers on Sundial are saying, oh, uh, sidearms get increased damage against anti-barrier and fusions are getting increased damage against unstoppable champions. And you're like, oh, I don't really ever run that loadout, but let's try it. And you're like, pew, 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 pew. And you're like, dude, this sidearm's killing. Oh my gosh. And you're trying out new weapons, but you're not doing it in a coerced way. You're doing it in an incentivized way. There's two different ways to get players to do things. You either force them or you incentivize them. I think incentivization is always the way to go. Why are you running a sidearm? Dude, did you read the modifiers this week? No. Oh, dude, try it. Instead of, why are you running a bow? Well, genius, uh, did you check the modifiers? We have to, we have, somebody's got to be taking dollies and stoppables and you're not doing it. You know, it's like, you have to, you have to, you have to run those guns. It's such a different, um, it's such a different outcome. I'm sorry, no. It's such a different experience. You could get the same outcome. Bungie could get people to experiment with bows and sidearms and different loadouts. The outcome could be the same, but the journey and the experience could be far better. Well, I tried it. I didn't like it. I didn't like sidearms and infusions. And then they go back to what they like, and they can still run those champion mods. Don't you see? Both, both times you're you're getting people to experiment but the difference is now now what are people going to do now what are people going to do i hate bows and scouts and pulse rifles well frick this season frick that activity or they just go in and don't use them and then they irritate everybody they play with so i think this is what typically happens in uh when you add new things uh when you add new things there is just the immediacy of it and everybody experiences it and then you zoom out and you're like, okay, if we do some of this, people will like this more. Ada's frames are an example. We love them. And then we started to get annoyed by them. So Bungie zoomed out and said, eh, just let her have her frames all available all the time. And that's influenced everything, right? The frames at the lectern, the frames at Ikora, the, the way that they've done the sundial. They've just zoomed out and said, ah, just let people, just let people grab it. I think the same thing is going to happen with champion mods. They throw champion mods in the game. We're interacting with it. We're like, this is cool, but ah, and then Bungie's going to zoom out and say, you know what? Let's just let them use whatever they want. And then maybe we can use modifiers to incentivize people to one week run a sidearm and the next week run a bow according to modifiers and incentives as opposed to, oh, you have to. These are the only weapons that can do it. Oreo Gambit. I keep getting told in my friends group that all the dawning is bungee cash grab and that it's indicative of a declining company. What are your thoughts on this? It sounds like you need smarter friends. Ghost Killer. Hey Lono, love the content and insights. I was wondering if you felt that the oven for the dawning is a system they are testing to implement a crafting system in other areas of the game. I don't think so. No. I, the, the 
the way I don't know I don't think they're wanting to go towards crafting I really really don't I don't think they're wanting to go to, to crafting I think that the the build crafting that they did with armor 2.0 you're not going to get further than that I really don't think so I think the game naturally has its own barriers in place um, it's kind of like when you go bowling right you put bumpers up or you don't put bumpers up in either case there's just natural barriers in bowling that keeps things in a lane and I think Destiny's the same way it's like there's just natural restrictions on the game where you can't just start crafting stuff um you know I want those tonics from Reverly to come back yeah you know like stuff like that oh we could start to craft consumables Oh, as I say that, that's not bad. Get rid of the emote wheel and you can craft consumables. Like, you pop it and it gives you increased resilience and stuff. There could be something there with the action MMO. You know, like you're crafting consumables and you use them in the fight to stay alive or make yourself stronger. I I just don't know. I really, really don't know. Um, I look at I look at this game and I look at games with, like, elaborate crafting and I'm like, Ugh. Do they mesh? Do they mesh? You can't always take you can't always take the value point of another game and bring it into in, into this game. Um, what's a good example? Uh, I can't think of anything right now. Like I'm trying to think in Borderlands. There are things in Borderlands that you wouldn't necessarily want to bring to Destiny and vice versa. Uh, you know. So, um. I didn't have to craft in Fallout, but it was available. You just gotta be really careful because the minute crafting lands on the weapons, I would get really concerned. Because weapon farming and roll farming is a huge value point and it's just part and parcel to the Destiny experience. And I think what Bungie has done is there's two knobs they could turn up. Okay? Intentionality has like two knobs. One knob is you can turn intentionality up in the pursuit. Or the other knob is you can turn this knob of intentionality intentionality up with respect to the particular weapon. And I'm going to give an example. Do you remember when you could re-roll guns in the dadgum tower? I just stood in the tower and re-rolled for a dry rot, okay? The knob of intentionality was turned up so high, I could just throw currency at the gun until I get the one that I want, Okay that didn't work it's clear Bungie's never tried to bring that back in any in any respect so they turn the dial up on intentionality in the pursuit of the weapon I want this gun and you go and you get it and you get it and you get it that works more you're doing the same thing like let's be honest okay <laughs> let's be honest the the dry rot that I made in the tower, I can end the sundial and I can be like, give me a dry rot, give me a dry rot, give me a dry rot. What, like four times or whatever? Three or four times? Again, again, just like I said a little bit ago, the result is the same. The experience is what's dramatically different. In one, in one experience, I'm standing there pushing a button. In another experience, I'm engaging with the content. And when I get to the end, I get a prize. And the prize is like, bing, you're like, oh. And the dopamine, you know, you, you get that dopamine hit. You get that sense of satisfaction that you worked for it. And then out comes the weapon. In both scenarios, you're doing the same thing. You're putting in time and it's spitting out so many weapons within a given amount of time. Right? Wasn't Menagerie a version of weapon crafting since you could pick uh, to a point what you wanted? No. The only thing you could pick was the masterwork. That was not crafting. That was basically like right now, you can say give me the give me the auto rifle from Sundial. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Menagerie was the same thing. You could go and be like, give me the Austringer. Give me the Austringer. Give me the Austringer. The only thing that let you influence was the Masterwork. That's it. That's not crafting. Because in Destiny, crafting would refer to the perks. I mean, look at what we're doing to our to our armor. It's called build crafting, right? You're swapping out ammo finders and scavengers and in reloaders and all that. Like that's that's that was that was what crafting would look like in Destiny. Going to a gun and saying, "Yeah, give me outlaw, <laughs> give me swashbuckler." I'm telling you. They'll, I, I really, really firmly believe that Luke Smith will never take us to that level of intentionality. I just, in my gut, trust that he sees the value of it. He even put that in one of his, uh, he put that in one of his director's cuts about 
they want to maintain that idea of you pursuing the best role, the best version. Um, it it crafting just doesn't seem to fit. It really doesn't, and I'll tell you why. In a lot of the games where there's crafting, there's a bigger, more, like, broader experience of grind of, like, you're doing all these things and you're getting all this stuff. So when you dig down and craft one particular item, it's not this be-all, end-all item. It's part of a bigger piece when you do it in, like, the Division or something. In Destiny, your primary, like, your, your primary weapon is massively influential over your experience. And that's why just letting you reach in and, like, craft it is really dangerous. It's super influential. You have three weapons, your subclass, and then your armor. And those three weapons are probably the single greatest influencer over your experience. When you go when you go into, like, a division or something, one perk on one weapon is... It's like... Imagine when you look at a jigsaw puzzle and I go to my grandma's house and she's got like a 350 piece puzzle. And I mean, every little piece is different. Every little piece is smaller. That's kind of what the division looks like in my brain. It's like, if you let me reach in and tweak one piece of that puzzle, it's really small. It's not as influential. And then in destiny, it's almost like it's like when you're doing a puzzle with your kids and there's like 15 pieces you take out one piece and it's massively influential to the image. You're like, oh gosh, an entire character is now missing. And you put it back in and, oh, there's Captain America. If you suddenly can reach in and change the perk on a hand cannon or a shotgun, you are messing with a giant puzzle piece, not a teeny tiny one. And that's the image I'm going to try and paint in this in this debate that we're having or discussion. I just, I don't think this game is set up at that like jigsaw puzzle level, I don't think this game's set up to where you should be able to reach in and change the the, the roll on a gun, or or just a particular perk. Um, and I'm telling you, Bungie has shown time and time again there is something that happens when they give you a route for pursuits like Menagerie or Ada's Frames. We we as a community seem to respond positively to it. And the re-rolling of weapons in in D1, we didn't really seem to have a good response to that. Um, I'm going to agree with Green Bakers. It'd be nice if I could choose the masterwork, and here's why. When you finally get the god roll that you want, there's, it's like, I really, really wanted this roll. And when I got range, I was really freaking happy. If I would have gotten, like, handling or... I don't know, some of the other ones that you're just like, uh, that doesn't really do anything, like, or handling, or reload. I don't need reload. Right? It's a rabbit hit drop mag. Alright. It'd be cool to come down here and spend, like, an ascendant shard to change it, and I pick what I want. I, I think I'd be okay with that. That's, like, low level, very low level, very costly, you know, crafting. Quote, unquote, crafting. Uh, as, like, that's a nice capstone. You know, that's a nice capstone. I got the god roll that I wanted. Let me invest in this thing. Let me let me pick the masterwork. And it's it's so marginal, you know? A little extra range. <laughs> like whatever it is you're looking for. Um that's super marginal to to be able to go in and impact that. Cuz what I got what I got I get stability. I got stability on on a on a on a scout. Uh eh. I don't really want stability on a scout. You get stability on a hand cannon or something. It's always a little bit of a bummer. You know, you get an auto rifle with range or stability and you're excited, but you get an auto rifle with like handling or reload and you're like, I don't really need that. WT. This event has been a resounding success to me. How can Bungie maintain this level of success for other events that traditionally have not been as, as strong? Yeah, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with um, Crimson Days. Um, I think I think two, two big things need to be in place when you do an event like this. Number one, a piece of loot really, really helps. Okay, The auto rifle was a fumble in Festival of the Lost because they had a piece of loot. You could pursue it for random rolls. That was a big... The, the first Festival of the Lost, we said that, right? We're like... 
put random rolls on the gun. What is this? You just you just got the you just got the uh, uh, what was it? A horror story, and you were done. And they're like, oh hey, we'll put random rolls on the auto rifle this time. And we were all like, yay! And then all the potential rolls were terrible. Uh, it was a really funny moment when I informed uh, Paul Tassi on the podcast about that, and he was very unhappy because he had been grinding like it uh, for like crazy. So this time they got that right, I think. It's it's a it's a it's a gun that can be pursued to a degree and it's got random rolls on it that are worth chasing. So that's number one. Number two, I think the daily login reason should be there. You're grabbing daily bounties for I think the Bright Dust Daily Grind is smart. Um, and I know I messed up earlier. The repeatables are dailies, and I thought that they were dailies, frick. I'm I'm mad at myself for that one. I thought they were dailies because I highlighted them and they said that. In any case, that daily grind to boot up, grab repeatables, get them, get a currency like Bright Dust or something, I think is another good call. So kind of two things are in place. You kind of got the long-term goal of the event of trying to get a good version of the gun, and then you have the short-term daily goals of like grabbing bounties and getting a currency. I think those two things kind of bang on both cylinders of a free event, after that, I mean, you don't really need, like, uh, Dawning doesn't even have an activity. You're just, just doing cookies. You know, Festival of the Lost has the Haunted Forest, and then uh, Crimson Days brings doubles. So, um, I think if they have those two things in place, it works really, really well. So, we're going to transition to another segment and another Q&A about Saint-14 and trials and all that. So, save your questions about trials and Saint-14 for the next one, and don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this in the other locations, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.